Welcome back to Ahead of the Curve, the Scoliosis Experience. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Teed. And on this episode, we're going to be discussing traveling with scoliosis. And by the end of the episode, you'll have some really great takeaways that you can apply right away, maybe to holiday travel, uh, vacation travel um, over the summer with your children, and um, you'll be more confident kind of going into those situations. So I'm going to just start off by talking about packing strategically. So sometimes it's inevitable that you have a lot of different bags that you're having to carry if you have children Um, This can be more of a challenge, but if you're able to try and condense all of your things into a roller, uh, roller suitcase. So limiting um, the weight that you're putting into things like a backpack or um, an over the shoulder carrying uh, bag is really helpful because you're more likely to unevenly load your spine if you're carrying something like that. So, um, you know, you're, you're trying to grab things from your backpack and then you just sling it over one shoulder, or, um, if you're carrying like a really heavy duffel bag, um, kind of the same scenario, it ends up kind of adding up over time. Um, if you do end up packing in a, a backpack in addition to a rolling suitcase, um, making sure that your backpack is able to kind of slide over the top of your suitcase can be really helpful um, so that you're not having to um, load your spine the entire time that you're standing in line, walking through the airport and such. Um, my my second suggestion is um, packing things that you know will be helpful for you. So kind of planning ahead. And I hate packing. I'm usually a last minute packer. And my husband is the one reminding me <laughs> to pack the things that are really helpful for my scoliosis. So um, some of these things are your scoli wedges. Um, for me, I like to pack them uh, if I'm doing a car ride or even a long flight using my wedges to prop at my prominences. It just helps to alleviate and decrease the rotation, decrease my tendency for kind of leaning in and hanging out in my curve. Um, Another thing that I like to pack is a yoga strap and my um, fabric belt. So These are additions that I've um, added since I've gone through the Shroth training. It's been really helpful for me. Um, I've done a couple of trips recently where I've packed them and I'm able to do some really lovely elongations um, that just help with my rotation and the way that my spine is feeling. And they're really small. So it's just a thin strap thin fabric strap. So it's not taking up a lot of room in your suitcase. Um, So kind of keeping that in mind, if you want to know more about some exercises that you can do with those items, um, you can drop a question in the comments below um, on this 
podcast or in the YouTube video, and I'll get back to you on that. Another thing that I pack that's really helpful is a deflated Pilates ball. So that's one of those nine inch uh, squish balls. And I do a lot of my um, work with my clients using the Pilates ball. I just feel that it's a really, really helpful tool. It gives you a little bit of additional challenge. It gives you a little additional support. You can also use it for stomach massage. So if you're someone that really struggles with using the bathroom while you're traveling, um, you can pull out your your ball and do some stomach massage to kind of get things moving um, so that you're not constipated. Um, I know that that can be just a big challenge for people because you're not drinking as much. You're not quite as active. You're sh- maybe a little bit more stress. So whether that stress is like a fun stress, excited stress, or like a stress stress, um, it kind of has the same reaction uh, to your digestive system. And then another thing that I sometimes pack, I don't always pack this. This is if I'm really planning ahead, um, a lacrosse ball or a Theragun. So lacrosse ball is a little bit easier uh, to pack in on a carry-on than a Theragun um, that takes up a bit more space, but just bringing something with you that you can do some myofascial release with can be really nice. Um, Kind of rolling out your feet at the end of the day, if you are doing a lot of like walking tours or hiking, um, also using the lacrosse ball to do some self-release at your hips, your upper back and um, your neck and shoulders. Just giving yourself some self-care while you're traveling can really make a big difference. Uh, By the time you get back home, you might not be quite as sore as you would have been otherwise if you didn't bring some of these tools with you. So like I said, it's a it can be hard for me to remember to bring these things. So if you have a supportive partner, thankfully, like I do, um, maybe just let them know some of these things ahead of time, and maybe they can help remind you to pack them as well. And um, my suggestion, my third suggestion for you is not putting too much pressure on yourself to be absolutely perfect with your schoolie routine. So If you already have a routine that you're doing um, where maybe it's taking you 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes to get through, um, when you're traveling, it can be kind of difficult to fit that in. And you're not in your normal um, environment. You're not in your normal schedule. So if you can just pull one or two exercises from the routine that you generally do when you're at home and focus on those while you're away, it can make a big difference. So that could be just hanging your um, hanging over the door or using the yoga strap, using the fabric belt to do some elongations um, on your knees or laying on your back using your wedges, Um, just pulling a couple exercises, taking about five minutes, 10 minutes max, and giving your back a little bit of attention 
um, can really be helpful and not giving yourself too much grief about not doing all of the exercises that you generally do. Um, you know, that's, that's important too. You're on vacation and you got to give yourself a little bit of a break. So, um, you're probably being more active, um, you know, possibly if you're vacationing abroad, um, if you're doing a special sort of event, um, so, you're already getting in additional activity, which is always a good thing for your scoliosis, uh, but also giving your spine some TLC is important as well. And then my fourth suggestion is making sure that you're setting up expect expectations ahead of time and not being afraid to ask for help. So this can be hard. <laughs> um, I know that if you're anything like me, asking for help is pretty difficult. And I like to sometimes pretend like I don't have scoliosis or have um, a condition that can be limiting. I like to really be independent and do things myself and not ask for help. But in uh, reality, people are always very willing to help you. And sometimes it just takes a little bit of practice asking for help that you need. So some examples of that are, you know, when you're lo uh, loading your suitcase into the overhead compartment on the airplane, it might be really awkward, but just asking someone around you, um, if you don't have a partner or friend that you're traveling with, asking a stranger, um, that can be a little intimidating, but believe it or not, people are really willing to be helpful. So um, just asking for help when you need it is, is a game changer when you're traveling. And then as far as setting expectations ahead of time, um, if you're on a road trip or maybe even if you're on a flight, um, giving your flight attendant a heads up that um, you may be getting up and kind of stretching a little bit because you have a condition. I know that that <laughs> was definitely kind of a no-no um, when we were at the height of COVID. But um, now that things have relaxed a little bit, asking for that, I don't think would be terribly unreasonable. I like to try and get an aisle seat generally so that I can get up if I feel like I have the need to uh, without disturbing my neighbors. And um, as far as, you know, setting expectations ahead of time with your um, family. So if you're in... If you're doing a road trip, um, I know that people can really want to be efficient in their driving and getting to the destination as fast as possible. Um, but asking if um, you can stop at least every hour, I know, I know I am the worst person with this because I am that person that sees the uh, destination time or the esti estimated arrival time. And I see that as the time to beat <laughs> getting to where I'm driving to. So 
Um, I'm not the best with stopping, but it really truly is the best thing for your back. Um, if you are a passenger in the car and um, you're not stopping every hour, trying to do a little bit of stretching and elongation at least every hour. So bringing your hands up onto um, the sides of your armrests and just kind of unloading your spine, lifting your bottom off of your seat a little bit and holding that about five seconds, repeating that 10 times. That's something that I've used that's uh, pretty helpful for me to just kind of um, ease the, the tension and the pressure in the lower back. Um, and then finally changing positions often. So already kind of touched on this with my last point, but trying not to be in one position for too long while you are traveling. So, um, making sure, you know, I have a lot of my clients that listen to this podcast and, we try as best as we can to maintain our scully corrections the majority of the day. With that said, it's never good to be in one position for too long because it just tends to load your spine in a way that's uncomfortable. And if you're not changing positions, you're remaining static, it causes um, additional pressure and you're not getting those nice synovial fluids that are flushing into your joints um, and helping to lubricate them um, kind of dries out. And um, that goes for the discs in your spine, that goes for the your knee joints, your hip joints, um, every single joint in your body. So more movement is always better. I hope that this was helpful for you. So I'm just going to kind of summarize um, my points for traveling with scoliosis, making sure that you are packing strategically. So condensing everything into one bag, if possible, the roller bag. Um, my point two is packing things that you know will be helpful for your scoliosis or for your exercises. And um, number three is not putting too much pressure on yourself to be perfect with your routine. Uh, number four is setting up expectations ahead of time and not being afraid to ask for help when you need it. And point number five is changing positions often and not staying in one static position for too long. So I hope that you found all of these tips helpful. Um, if you are interested in working together on your scoliosis, small group scoliosis coaching is a great way to be able to do that. We use Pilates for scoliosis and elements from the Schroth method to um, help you learn and understand your curve so that you can be the authority in the way that you're feeling. I hope you have a good, great week and I will catch you next week.